Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. By my brother, Deceive Dave, and apparently I'm also joined by a squeaky, annoying-ass fucking computer chair. What is this madness? Can you hear that on your side? I thought I heard something, but... Yeah, this fucking chair has turned heel on me this morning. It never creaked <laughs> like this. What the fuck? I think it's all the heavy shit that I've been putting on it recently. See, now it's it's coming back. It's coming back to haunt me. It's feeling, it's feeling disrespected some type of way. Oh, man. Two in a row. Two in a row. Two back in a row. Back. All right. Let's get this incident number up to two. Two weeks in a row we have found ourselves, and this guy's blowing me up. Uh, we've got some um, – yeah. So, yeah, we, we've got some we've got some drama Uh-oh. on the pro wrestling side of things. My own my own career, not, not anything WWE, but – for a specific company that I'm working for, there's some drama stepping in. Not involving me, because I'm I'm a good boy. Oh, so they're what the young kids would say, spilling the tea to you? Yes. There will be some, how do you say, changes moving forward with a specific company. More news as that becomes available. Uh, I'm not, I am unsure as of yet what I'm supposed, we're not, not supposed to, I'm not supposed to say shit, but of what I'm allowed or not allowed to say, so I guess we'll let this shit unfold. It's literally happening as we speak. But, uh, yeah, literally as we're coming on the air here, this dude is blowing me up. What is it, fucking 10 in the morning? This nigga, I'm chill, bro. This dude's like, I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Yes, all I keep doing is sending the emoji of the eyes. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. He said what? Nah, he didn't say that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to be a friend at this point. But I'm sitting here taking notes. I said, "Oh, he said that. Let me, let me jot that down. That's something." That's like, a quote. damn, you let him say that to you. That's a quote. That's verbatim. All right, we'll we'll make sure that doesn't come back to haunt us. Uh, yeah, money disputes. There's a whole. There's a whole. Ba- oh, it's like a dark side. It's like an episode of Dark Side of the Ring here. Only not made for public. See, this He's better is, than me. I'd have been like, oh, shit. Nah, he didn't really say what to nah. you? It's funny, though, because the more this story develops on my phone, the more of a particular side I'm taking. But we'll we'll get to that. And it fucked up 
when you hear the stories and you start to develop a side and you realize it's not the guy who's bitching to you. <laughs> well, actually, no. The guy who's bitching to me, I am actually am starting to take his side. No, because I've heard the other guy's side before. Like, I understand his take on just things in general, the way that he processes things. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard it from this guy. So the fact that this guy waited to, like, you know, he kind of gave me a, a sampler yesterday. Ooh. He gave me a piece. I didn't think this hurricane was coming today because he kind of was just like, things I'm, he he sent one of those things on my mind thing messages. And now today, kaboom. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, cowboy. Back up, back up. Back the horse up a bit. Let's get down to real serious business here. What's going on? What's the deal? So I'm just a lowly talent for this company, but uh, I guess my opinion means something because I got added to this group chat of like, I don't know, three or four people. And they're like, yeah, this is the A-team right here. I'm like, awesome. I'm glad to have made the cut. Thank you, coach. Uh, let me know how that goes, because I ain't doing shit. Uh, I will lend my knowledge, but very little action from, from AJ or CD, because I don't have that kind of responsibility. I don't know what the fuck you want me to do in the first place. I'm not the booker. I'm not the promoter. I'm not in charge of shit, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they signed anything to be a part of this A-team, but hey, listen, yeah. I'll stand in the room. Yeah, I'll listen to what y'all got to say. And I'll be like, you know, I'll like and subscribe or or dislike or whatever the case. I don't know know what you need me in here for, Mm -mm. but we'll figure it out. But today, we are recording this on not just any Sunday. We are recording this on Super Sunday. I'm mouthing it so I don't get copyright strikes. (laughs) Today. Is that today? That is today. Wow. For the first time in NFL history, we will have two franchises who are at the very, and I mean the very bottom of popularity, who will be competing to see who will move on to be less shitty than the other franchise. It's the bottom of the barrel Super Bowl, folks. The Los Angeles Rams, a team that Los Angeles forgot it had until a week ago against the Cincinnati Bengals, who have never, ever been close to winning a Super Bowl except for two times in the fucking, what was it, 80s and 90s. And both times, it would be the Niners that sent those bitches packing. So at least this Super Bowl, no Niners team. They're not staring across the field from a Joe Cool or a young, dapper Steve Young. They're looking across the field at the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. If you could ask the NFL executives, hey, you got what? What you got here? What, 30 teams? Something like that? 20-something teams? If you could pick two people you really don't want in the fucking Super Bowl, who would it be? I think a majority of the executives would be like, these two motherfuckers right here. Are you calling this the most unsexy Super Bowl? This has to be... Oh, my God. This has to be the least sexy Super Bowl I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't think of a single. We've been, I've been talking football all week because it's Super Bowl Sunday week. You know, it was Super Bowl week. And all of the people that I normally talk sports with on my own personal life are just like, I cannot. I have to muster the energy. I have to force. They have to force themselves to watch this game. It's like, it's the big game. This is this is for the championship, so I got to watch it. But God damn. It's like when you get the Cinderella team in the NCAA tournament, but they actually made it to the finals. It's like, oh, I didn't need to see George Mason here. Wait a second. 
it was a nice story, but that shit should have came to the end. What final four? Elite eight? We we can't be in the finals with this bullshit. Who the fuck? Nike don't want George Mason University or or My Lady Hope Christian Church Christianity Heights, whatever the fuck, in the goddamn finals. It was yeah. a good story for the Rams. The Rams put together a season that they yeah, almost did last year, didn't they? They did. They did. They got close, and that's why this year they did what was called the uh, all all or nothing uh, routine, where they blew away all their picks, got all these fucking. They got Von Miller on the defensive side, went and got Odell Beckham. They they were like, we're gonna we're going all in for this. We're gonna completely destroy our franchise for the next decade. To do something here, let's see if this works. And they got to the Super Bowl, so something working. But that's what. Oh, it, imagine doing all that and then losing to the Bengals. Yeah, listen, it's it's this is what I'm saying. It's a competition to see who will be less shitty than the other franchise. Because you look at the other side, the Bengals haven't been there since Boomer Asiason took them there, <laughs> and now they're they're playing with house money. They're like, well, if we lose, we're still Cincinnati. But if we win, we're still Cincinnati. Who gives a shit? It's Cincinnati. And what will it prove? It'll prove nothing. If they, if Cincinnati was to be decent, make the postseason, maybe go have a few deep runs for the next few years, and you got something. Even if they win this year, it won't be emphatic. It won't be like the Chiefs. The Chiefs hadn't won a championship in forever. <laughs> but when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, goddamn, did that feel like a Super Bowl team? Then they win like 14, 15 games that season when they went all the way. And then he backed it up the next year going against Tom Brady, defending his championship with the Super Bowl. That meant something. That changed the culture. This new quarterback, Gold or whatever the fuck his name is, I don't know. I don't know. He looks decent enough, but he, he doesn't wow me with his performances. He just looks like somebody who's just happy to be there. He's like, oh, my God. My name was on the sheet as quarterback? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you see Patrick Mahomes, you're like, God damn, what a mammoth of a man, what a machine. He's got everything, complete package, field vision, strong arm, <clears throat> mobility. He's one of those guys that all. don't expect there to be that uh, be there at all and just be like, oh, shit, I forgot I can add Super Bowl quarterback to my yeah, resume. I have to actually, yeah, <laughs> like, I got to play. Like he remembered, oh, shit, I'm a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it was like in his house, they bought all the materials, right? They got the food going. They grilling and like, oh man, got the brewskis on ice. We're good to go for tomorrow. And they'll be like, yo, what are you what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm getting ready. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Nigga, you playing tomorrow? I was like, what? <laughs> oh shit. Oh, wait, you're right. I Fuck, I I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> oh shit. I think I was supposed to be in practice like an hour ago. Hold on. I That's was funny. Oh man, I spent too he much wins time. The game. He's like, bro, you excited for the Super Bowl? And they're like, hell yeah. He's like, I'm gonna bring the beers. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Hey, Stupid ass. Beers gotta, this year. You gotta win. We gotta play. He's like, wait, what? I gotta actually like, like in the game. My favorite time of year. <laughs> this is usually the only time that my wife watches the kids while I chill. This is, yeah, right? This is me time. I, I gotta, gotta yeah, work. I gotta work and like do shit. This is bullshit. That's what the funny. fuck? Who am I playing against? Von Miller? God di- no! I don't want to. Were you kidding me? Von Miller's already won a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. He gonna take my knees out. This bullshit. Who made That's this funny. decision? You did when you won last two, like two weeks ago. I won. What the hell was I doing? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is gonna be. I'm. I've been shitting on it all week. Watch it be at least a decent game. I mean, this. It's a Super Bowl. This is gonna be dinks and dunks. This is gonna be. 
We got well, two quarterbacks here. I haven't watched football in forever, but if I'm not mistaken, what I've caught in a glance, they beat the Chiefs to get there, right? Yes, they did. And it was a fucking nail biter, wasn't it? It well, okay. it was close, like a super All close right, game. So people are going to say that. Oh, it's one of the people I've actually said again. I didn't watch. I'm just looking greatest, at the number. What are the greatest playoff games ever played? Because I think a lot of the action happened like the last five minutes or whatever. I didn't get a chance to see the whole game. I saw the highlight reel because how could you not? It was fucking everywhere. And, yeah, it was a nail-biter of a game. But at the same time, the reason they, why It ended th- in picking uh, what's-his-face off, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a big – but that's because <laughs> – Which is okay. iconic in itself. Right. The reason why the last few minutes of that game was the way that it was – it's like a boxing match, right? After a while, when you're, you're both worn down, you're both tired – and you know someone has to win, that last round you just start throwing hands, and whoever gets knocked out first, I guess, is the loser. That's usually how a lot of prize fights used to work back in the day. They had technique, they had skill, but at the end of the day, I got to win. And neither defense between the Chiefs or the Bengals really had much of a solution for the other side. And I know there are people going to say, well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are a good defense. They just got beat. Mm, okay, but... I got two words for you, and I know that people are going to roll their eyes, but Von Miller ain't going to let that shit fly. I'm not joking. I made the joke earlier, but it's not really a joke. He will take his knees out if he has to. Von Miller is not going to let this motherfucker run around and throw for 40 points. That's not going to happen. Not with with V. Mill on the field. That's not going to work. Chiefs got good defense, but they have a good defense as a team. Rams has a really good defense, and then that one motherfucker who foams at the mouth. That's a Von Miller is built different. That's a different breed of defender, and he's been mm. on a Super Bowl winning team before. He's right. been in this <clears throat> game before, and that counts for something because these Bengals have never been in that game before ever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm tipping my hat here, I'm tipping my hand a little bit, but I'm going Rams on this one because I just they're too loaded for me. And there's enough people on that side who have been on this stage before who I think will be able to talk these other players through that. So, I don't know. These Bengals, I'm joking, but I I really do feel like a lot of these Bengals are just happy to fucking be there. They're just like, oh, man, look what we did. It almost feels based on media, because you know they do media all week. And it really feels based on media, based on the things they've said, that in their heads they've kind of already won something because they're in the game you know it's like oh the Bengals haven't been here since blah 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 blah. all right like kobe said job ain't done job ain't never done. done even when you win it's not done. job ain't done hey kobe how come you're not smiling you're up 2-0 what am i smiling about job ain't done is job done no okay who are you smiling about then yeah these Bengals was happy as fuck all week i don't know i don't want to see my team happy all week going into super bowl i'm sorry i'm old school I want to see my fucking team angry as fuck all week. Mm. The Marshawn Lynch, I'm here so I won't get fined. And then he went on the field and opened up beast mode. That's what I want. I'm just here so I won't get fined. That's it. I ain't here to talk to you fucks. I'm here to bust some ass on the field and win the mm. big trophy. That's what I want. These Bengals was out here kissing babies, cutting cake. You know, releasing, they were, cutting, they were cutting ribbons with giant scissors, opening up new life. They were just being just good fellows, you know, dressing up like clowns and cheering up the kids over at the cancer ward, all that stuff. Right. 
I don't want to see that. I want to see motherfucker. I want to see Rocky Three training montage shit. You ever seen? Remember Rocky Three when Mr. T Clubber Lang was training for the big fight? He was like beating on shit, sweating profusely, and for some reason covered in a constant layer of baby oil. That's what I want my team to do for six straight days. I want them to eat eat, eat lightning and crap thunder for six straight days. I want sweat. These motherfuckers is not sweating, except for sweating about the fact that they're nervous. You can see it on their face, boy. Look at them, like does in the forest. Woo! <clears throat> yeah, I haven't seen football in a while, man. Mm, well, The only reason why I even know any of what I just said was because when I go from the office to the warehouse, I pass by the cafeteria that has, like, two big-ass TVs, and they always have football on there. There you go. So I just get to glance. Get to That's glance. They work. usually have... Center on. Ooh, that's what the bangles are gonna sound like on Sunday. Do you hear that sound that dog just made? <laughs> oh my god! Soon as they snap the ball off, Miller's gonna hit him, and he's gonna go all right, just like that. <laughs> yup, just like that. That's what's gonna happen with the bangles. Oh man, they're gonna sound like somebody stepped on them too. Uh, speaking of, since we're since we're starting off with football here, we didn't get a chance last week. It slipped my mind completely, but we never got a chance to pay homage mm. to tip our cap. To say goodbye to the man that, for some reason, football fans just love to hate. Yeah, he's already bored. <laughs> Did you see that video on Facebook of him breaking his kids' ankles? Yeah. <laughs> this dude's bored already. The season's not even technically done. He's still technically right now a football player. Yeah. He's still technically on the, the roster. season isn't done just yet. They cannot adjust the depth chart yet. He is still on the roster. He's still the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers, and he is in the backyard taking no mercy on his children. That's right. <laughs> this is how you teach them to be winners. Oh, my. Did you see his moves, man? He was not holding back on that kid. No. He crossed that kid. Oh, you saw the look on the kid's face, This is too. what happens when you're – Like, Dad, go back to work. Yeah. the fucking work. If I was that kid, I'd be like, yo, where was this mobility all these years you was playing? I ain't yeah. see you. I ain't see you dipping and diving and shit. Then what happened? That's funny. He had the gear on and everything. God damn it, Tom Brady, the myth, the man, the legend, has uh has officially parted ways. I mean, he gets more respect now. He's put no, not now. We gotta wait a little bit. Okay, gotta wait a little bit. They gotta. The world has to see how shitty everybody else is. Oh, uh, they, they gotta. They gotta miss him first. Yeah, they gotta miss him first. I'll okay. give you an example. When Cena came back at Money in the Bank after being gone for like what two years or whatever, and that fucking place shook. Nothing but respect and admiration. No, Wait. no. John Cena <clears throat> sucks. John Cena. Sucks. That was nowhere to be found. His music hit. And they threw the babies in the air. It was the greatest oh, moment. Shit. It was the greatest moment in that audience's history. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe he's back. All of them cried. Please don't leave. We sorry. We didn't mean it. I couldn't I can't believe you left us with this bullshit. Nigga, you left and now we stuck with Dewdrop. I don't know what to do. You got to we come stop. back. You got oh. to come back. What oh, is man, happening? She's not, she's not the problem. <laughs> 
don't, don't get don't get he's, me started. He's, Let's not talk about WWE women wrestling right now. He's 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 sticking up for Dude Hold on a second. Hold on. A second. I'm not gonna let that one slide. You're the lead leave Dude Drop out of this shit. Leave Dude Drop out of this. She didn't do nothing. I'm not saying she's great. She is uh, not the problem. We are. How about, focused. How about a different? This is what, how about this is what Trump does. See, uh, they do something. <laughs> does something bad. What about what about ism? Misdirect. Yeah. The what about ism? Misdirect. So now you're hooping and hollering about Dewdrop, and she didn't do nothing. But the real problem is over there being unyelled at. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna shift your focus back to where it belongs, buddy. What's a better example? Oh, you you left us and we're stuck with almost. I give, I give you that one. Let's stay. Yeah, let's stay on the male. Let's stay on the male side over here. You left us. You nah, he's the, no, no, no. He's Tom. the male do drop, dude. He didn't do nothing, man. He's not responsible for this. But no, Tom. Tom is Tom is the quarterback everyone loves to hate. As soon as this guy retired, it was the first. Those very same people that I said I speak to about football all the time at my job. As soon as he retired. Motherfucker made a beeline. Like Michael that. Jordan got a lot of hate too, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Because I'm to trying be to think. I'm you. trying to think. Everyone at that caliber. Because I, I, I put Tom Brady on the caliber of Michael Jordan. Of course. I'm sorry, but I do. Of course. Um, I know some people would disagree, but I put I Tom Brady up on done. that caliber where you talk about the greatest quarterbacks, and then later afterwards you talk about Tom Brady separately. Like that's that's the same thing with Jordan, right? You talk about the best basketball players, and then you talk about Jordan kind of separately. Right. But when you're on that level, I always feel like you have more hate than love, even though everyone knows in their heart there ain't a lot of people that can do this shit like you. It's almost it's it's the it's the LeBron effect, right? It's like people want someone else just as great, so they don't have to talk about you anymore. I feel like that's why people are always so quick to compare whoever the greatest is to the Michael Jordans and the Tom Brady's because they just, for some reason, they just don't. People want to see people be good, but no one wants to see someone be that fucking great. I just believe in my heart when you try so hard to become the best you can be. Everyone says, oh, I want to be the best. But then when you become the best, which isn't very often, you usually get you get one uh, every so often. It's like once you're there, dude, they're just sick of you. They're fucking sick of you being so good. I feel like that's the problem with Tom Brady, man. They're just tired of seeing him win. They want to see someone else win. I that's th- why I think you might be surprised if the Bengals win, dude. This it, If they don't lose their shit over the Bengals winning the Super Bowl, they don't know what they want. Because you go from someone who wins every time to someone who hasn't won. Have they won ever? Actually, no. Yeah, so they better be excited. According to ESPN, the Bengals are looking to become only the twenty-first team in NFL history to win a championship. Because there's still franchises franchises out there that have never won a fucking championship. Damn. And they're still and they're on that list. So they're looking to break some habits here. They're looking to do some things here. And uh, yeah, but to stick it to to Tom Brady for just a second, I. I always point back to the same incident because, believe it or not, I know this is uh, this was a long time ago and people do forget. But for a for a, for a hot minute there, people were really behind Tom Brady, and that was in the beginning when he had replaced. Absolutely, because he's he the had Cinderella the, story. Yeah, he was the Cinderella story. He was a sixth round pick, 
right, the backup quarterback out of Michigan University, comes into the New England Patriots with a with an all with a, an all pro quarterback in front of him and Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe gets a one of a kind tackle, just a one of a kind hit. I've yet to this day in my <laughs> life seen a hit that clean, that smooth, and that fucking wrecking in my entire life. I saw that shit live as it happened. We were in Maine when that shit happened. Shout out to Tom Brady fan. He was like, let's get him in the game. Let's get him in the game. And they took Drew Bledsoe out, and Tom was kind of leading the pack here as a rookie. And this is back in the day when rookies starting in a game was unheard of. Now it, it happens every year, but back then it was crazy to think, all right, this guy's going to take what was a potentially a potential playoff team. He's going to grab it by the reins. Let's see what Tom does. And for a minute there – he had the support of just about everybody because let's see what the kid can do. Every the hate for Tom Brady, I still say to this day, started at the same spot. The Tuck Rule. That Tuck Rule game in Oakland in the snow. That was the day when everyone went, nah, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. What is the deal with this? Why why what? When did this happen? This should have been game over. No, Oakland Raiders are off to the Super Bowl. No? Oh, he got lucky. And then the next year, he got lucky. And then the next year, God damn it, when is his luck going to run out? And then 20 years later, I'm still waiting for his luck to run out. Nah, brother. As they say, nah, us. It is all time. And now we have to ask the ultimate question. Yes. In the Brady versus Belichick argument, Brady got his. That was always the the, the conversation. Right? I was one on the side where I that that was never a question for me. That it was. I don't give a fuck who Belichick is. He wasn't the one <clears throat> needle dro- like raindrop in the fucking football in the corner of the end zone. Okay. Well, every time for me personally, because I know that argument. I've never, I've never been on the side of well, great coaching. Don't get me wrong, the coaching was good, but the execution is what made Tom Brady what it was, not necessarily the game plan. I agree. I agree. But now for those who have had the argument, who tried anyway to have an argument for it, I guess that goes away now. Because Tom, yeah. Tom got his. Bill's still looking. Still looking. I mean, he got Bill got to the point where he picked up Cam Newton for almost no reason. And he wound up back in Carolina anyway. So there you go. <laughs> and Cam's doing his own thing over there. So no disrespect to him, but that was never going to work. Because Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. He's going to do things the way he wants to do things. But now he's doing them without Tom Brady at the helm. So now how long does that last before he's back to being Cleveland Brown Belichick and nobody heard of him? Mm. How much of a genius can you be when you don't have the pieces to execute your genius? We're finding that out now. So I'm not going to feel for Tom. He's going to go and shake the shit out of his kids at home while his hot former supermodel Brazilian wife makes what I can only assume is just the worst empanadas in the history of empanadas in the house. She doesn't look like she could cook if you gave her a tutorial with a chef. If that that tackle was never made on Drew Bledsoe, who's he married to today? Giselle. Mm. Giselle, because it's so funny because I've heard that before. And I'll respond to you the same way I responded when I heard it the first time. If Drew doesn't get tackled that day, that's fine. But Drew was on the back end. They were going to give him a shot at some point. It, would, it wouldn't have happened that year. 
I'm sure. So you're saying his greatness was inevitable? His great, his, the the ability that he has to, because his greatest skill set was never his arm. It was never his speed. He can't move for shit. His skill set, his his gift from God, is his ability to stay calm and see the field. That's it. His decision making is top tier. It's one of the best decision making quarterbacks in the history of the game. Right. And that's what made him. He doesn't make mistakes. That's what makes him brutal. Remember that first year when they didn't trust him yet. Remember we used to call it being you. We used to call it the Tom Brady offense. Remember, it was all offshoot. It was short, the short ball, routes, short passes, short Slams, routes, curls. Yep. Outs, make the chains. Ends. They were making the chains move at a snail's pace right. because they were teaching him at a young age, don't. Make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. You want to win football games? Don't give them the ball. Right. Convert right, right. on everything. Field. I'll kick 17 field goals before I throw the ball into the end zone between two defenders to try to get six. Right. No, 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 no. They broke him like a horse. We're going to dink and whatever we got to do, move it slow. And it's a process he kept his entire life. Now, as he got older and wiser and smarter – he started going deeper, and he started making people play, and that's why I say also the year that he had Randy Moss really opened his ass up because he got yeah. confident like a motherfucker. Oh, I can yeah, go yeah. sixty yards down, and it's okay. Oh, we 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 killing it. We we killing people now. Right, right. And right. that was it. He just got better over time. But his decision making, his ability to not turn that football over, is what made him one of the deadliest quarterbacks of all time. Because, like you yeah. mentioned earlier about Jordan. Whether Jordan makes the shot or not, in the last few minutes of the game, Jordan's getting the ball. He he might miss it. He you know everyone is human. People make mistakes. But your probability of your, winning. yeah your probability of success with him is higher than it is with anybody else, and that's Tom Brady. He may not go down the field. He may not get six. He may not get in field goal range. But when you score your touchdown and you know there's time on the clock and you know Tom's coming up next. You sweating. Right. And that was that's the whole plan. That's the whole idea of it. And that's what Tom Brady brought to the table. There's a few quarterbacks out there right now, only a few, not many, that I would be nervous about. And, and you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of them. There's a few quarterbacks out there where I'm like, fuck, time on the clock. They're going to bring it down the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the same, the same. Where uh, two minute, two minute, two minute drill might as well just be a whole new game. Yeah, that's, that's all day, yeah. all day. I can run. That's a, that's another hour and a half, two minutes. Oh yeah, there's time on the clock. When you see a quarterback, I, I always love seeing this. You know, a quarterback is zoned in on what he's doing, and he's got a plan, and he's confident, and he's feeling good. When ever during those two minutes, all you ever see is him staring at that fucking clock. Every time a play is over, every time a play is in progress, he's looking at that clock and he's moving his hands. Move, move, get on the line. Now, 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 now. Spike, come here, come here. This is what we're running next. Get the fuck out. Go over there. Okay, here we go. And he's caught. That's when you know, oh, shit, QB is cooking. He's yeah. he's in the kitchen. He's that's when he's most dangerous because you, you can't really – there's no game plan to study for that. Nope. And, you, and it's funny because the, the defense – the defense, anytime you get a, a defense together that has to play – this is why defenses don't like playing against quarterbacks like Tom because Tom doesn't need a lot of time to figure out what he's going to do. And since he's not going to take his time, 
you need to react in the moment, same as they right, are. Yep, 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 yep. And at that point, it becomes a chess game. How well do you know your defense to be calling these defensive plays on the fly? It, it, at that point, it becomes Tom versus the defensive coordinator, and Tom's going to win that battle a lot. Right. So there you go. And that's what makes him so dangerous. And people are going to hear that. And they go, well, there's other. No, not like that. Not like him. Holy shit. I mean, unless he was going against Eli Manning, he wins almost all the time. Right. My boy Eli also has that skill set, the decision-making. He's not going to make many mistakes either, or at least not in his prime. Toward the end there, he was a mistake machine. But So funny, because I remember when Eli came, man, I'm like, oh, here's a wannabe Peyton Manning. He's not going to be good. He's just always going to be the – I don't know. I just got that. He's so doofy looking. I just got yeah. that vibe. That he's just a quarterback because – like he kind of had no choice in his life but to be a quarterback because <laughs> he, he's a <laughs> but man. he was but he was great yeah he was good man he was cool under pressure and he knew how to make the right decisions that was it he didn't have the arm of Peyton he didn't have the the burst there was a, a strength to Peyton's arm that Eli just didn't have he and he wasn't as accurate as Peyton was but he didn't get flustered he didn't get you know when you're a leader when you're the quarterback and you're the leader. That I don't get flustered thing goes a fucking long way with your teammates. They're behind you. If you just sit there, like what they say Joe Cool about how he used to have regular-ass conversation in huddles, it'd be like one minute left on the clock. We got 40 yards to get, and Joe's in there talking about, yeah, you know, I got some dinner plans after. It's going to be dope. Yeah, I'm probably going to get Mike, you know. I didn't want to say anything, but if we win this game, I may get extra shrimp with my dinner today. I may. I may treat myself today. Who knows? You know? I should anyway because I do deserve it. Yeah, but I, I like to I, I like to make sure that I I reward myself, but also you know discipline myself. Yeah, you when, know, I got to keep my weight together. I don't want to indulge, <laughs> but at the same time, you know. And then That's they funny. then they run a play and they come back. So anyway, yeah. So I might be diabetic now. I got to double check that. I got to keep an eye on my H one AC because that's. You know, that's where they get you. You don't want your you blood want pressure. One, to you get want crazy. one of those in the huddle, man. Yeah. Start going over tax tax incentives. You know, you can write that off. Did you get your ten ninety eight? Get your ten ninety eight together. I'm telling you. You can you might be able to get some cash from that. <laughs> Joe, we're down three. No, no, no. I'll figure that out. But anyway, yeah, look, listen. So I'm thinking about painting my fence midnight white. Midnight uh, white. I don't, I don't know if you guys are, <laughs> have you heard anything about that? No. Midnight white. Sherman is it Sherman Williams the paint with the sealant? I don't know. I gotta double check. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> I can imagine. Imagine if we would have had social media in the eighties. Like imagine him in the huddle, just like doing it for the gram, just chilling. Damn, that would have been dope. Joe Cool, ladies and gentlemen. So, tip of the cap to Tom Brady. What a what a run. God damn, he was the starting quarterback and winning Super Bowls when we lived in Connecticut, bro. Like like twenty years ago. I mean, he did it again just last year. Fuck. Damn. Fuck. It was, if it was indeed around 20 years ago. Yeah, he retired. He started at quarterback when you, when you... When I was 14. Yeah, when you and Joe like first became friends and now both of you are fathers. No, that's not true. No, not I that didn't exact year. I mean, like, like, like right after, like a few years after that. Right, yep. And like right at the beginning there. And, and now you guys are going to be dads and now he's retiring. Uh, Fuck. It's, yeah, that's life a, is weird, man. You open a, your eyes, and life is fucking weird. That is a long ass fucking run. That's a long run. Fuck. Well, speaking of run, uh, <laughs> we gotta talk about this because you and I are at an impasse. We are at a disagreement on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna steer it to resting for a second. 
<laughs> because, because AEW done did some shit recently that uh, I'm pretty excited about and then also not excited about. But I, I need to go to the inner circle first. I'll start there because uh, right. you saw the footage. I sent you the, the whole argument or whatever. Mm-hmm. First of all, I took those snapshots of Santana and put them on my IG because they are just – I want you people to understand. When he made those goofy faces at the end, okay, that's – listen, <laughs> that's Mike for a split second. <laughs> that was – we got Mike Drastic for like a quick second because that – before Santana, there was Mike Drastic, and that was Mike Drastic for like a second. That condescending, the figure, the finger in his face, what is your man's talking about here kind of face he made at the end there? That is, <laughs> that's Mike. That's uh, that's that's how he rolls. He he when he's in a mood, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how he starts talking to people. Mike is a, is a, a real cool dude. He's he's a good friend, and and uh, and uh, I love him to death. But we he's on his shit. I don't think there's a more hood motherfucker on the planet. He he's that's if you get him smiling at you, he's ready to fuck you up. <laughs> he's made the decision in his head that he's okay so this is where we're at now now i have to take your life this is what happened (laughs) i didn't plan on it this wasn't the wednesday i wanted but all right this is where we're at and it works and it blur i think for people who knew him it blurred the line on this promo because it made it feel real to us because we know him so well and we know that when he starts laughing and goofing and he's doing that ah that's him ready to swing on a motherfucker. So we were like, all right, that added a bit of realism to us because I think that's him getting into the scenario and getting into the character, and that's what made it real for him. He gave it a real fucking reaction. But you and I are at an impasse here, sir, because I saw that and I went, okay, good. Finally, they're out of the inner circle. But you don't believe that. You don't believe they're out of the inner circle. Is that right? You don't, what'd you say? You don't what? I said that when I saw this promo, I said, good, they're out of the inner circle. Finally, we can get back on track. We can do some real shit with them. Yeah, and it doesn't. Said, this promo doesn't necessarily mean they left. Yes, that's what you were saying. <clears throat> that this promo yes. doesn't necessarily mean it's left. How could you possibly? No, I see the leaving coming. The ultimatum is there. He well, won't. actually, that's not even true. Sammy's the one that made the ultimatum. I passed that. No one said shit about leaving. They were just sick of their shit. They're just calling them out. Right. Based but, on what I'm being told. Right. But, okay. And then I said, mm. if a motherfucker grabs me by the neck. Right. He's not on my team no more. Why not? What do you mean, why not? Yeah, why not? I'm not, listen to me when I tell you this. I'm not getting yoked by nobody. Then yoke I'm back, bro. I'm definitely not going to get yoked. And then expect you to be in my corner tomorrow. I would have swung, but they Jericho don't expect him to be in his corner tomorrow. They're gonna throw hands. They're gonna throw hands, and that'll be the end of it. That's it. Yeah. That's okay. It. That's what I'm saying. They're done. No. The, the yeah. The situation is done, and we're gonna go back to being a team. No. 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 You can't team with a Dude, motherfucker. If someone yokes you, he you just did yoke not. Back, bro. He did not grab him by the neck in a joking fashion. 
He did. It was there playful. was no chuckling. No, he crazy. had he had death in his eyes. This motherfucker wanted to see Chris Jericho's soul leave his body. If they hadn't stopped him, he wanted to see literal <laughs> oxygen particles leave his mouth. Like he wanted him dead. You're talking about ah, it's just it's just that's what it is. Now here's the only boys will be boys. Boys will. <laughs> you need to stop right They'll now. They'll be fine. Come on. You are not on my team. You start they're choking just, me at the neck. That's bullshit. They're just plain. They're just listen. This is how they express their emotions. No, that's this, it. Yeah. Nigga, they're roughhousing a little. Roughhousing. <laughs> but did you see Chris Jericho's muffin neck go over those hands? He was in there deep. He. Manage this is how deep. this is how I'm telling you he tried to choke his ass for real. He got underneath the third chin. Mm. He got right there at the trachea. He got right to the throat, and all that blubber went over the hands like that. And he got oh. right there, and you can see Jericho's eyes well up. Like it when it, it, it wasn't like he was choking him for real. I know it's a work, but at the same time, you ever had like a. It's starting to happen to me a lot now that I'm getting older. But you ever get like in a cold, like in cold weather or whatever it is, and your eyes just for some reason the tear ducts just start welling up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like it worked great for what they were trying to do. They're trying to elicit an emotion here, and it was good that he was able to kind of get that well up. But it, the well up, I think, didn't happen because he was getting all emotional. I think it was just great placement. He was in there so fucking deep that his eyes were like chill, like his body wasn't aware that it was a work. That's how good he got it in there. Oh, the bit. Like, so you're saying the bitch accidentally came out of him? Yeah. <laughs> it was like the body went into an instant defense mode. It just cried. He's like, don't hurt me. That, right. that was, <laughs> that's funny. That, that's, that's what it was. The body didn't know that it was working. The, the body thought this was real fight or flight. The body, and the body was like, get into a fetal position right now. Maybe he'll stop. He'll take mercy defense on us. Mode, defense mode. <laughs> Maybe he'll. He'll take pity on us if we pee, pee, pee right now. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he sees this as weakness and will leave. Don't hurt us. The words don't let the invisible fire hurt my friend. That's what his eyes did. Please don't hurt us. That's funny. And uh, yeah, so uh, first of all, the promo itself. What did you think? Of, what did you think of Santana and Ortiz's side of the promo? It was all right. It was pretty. It was uh, came from the heart. It was good. Okay. It uh, they don't have that uh, cringiness. When, when they're talking on the mic that a lot of people have. Yeah. So I can listen to them. That's when I hear people do promos for the first time or, or for in a while, there's, there's a thing I listen for the way they speak, you know, the pauses, you can really feel like they're trying to think about what they're saying rather than just letting it out. Yeah. And they, they were real smooth with the way that they were talking. So I think they obviously need a, you know, a little bit more exposure on the mic, but it wasn't bad in any way. Yeah, the only criticism I heard was maybe that like Ortiz sounded like he was reading something that he remembered, you know, as opposed to sounding more off the top of the head and authentic like Santana did. But I hate to break bit, it. I hate yeah. I hate to break it to you guys. That's kind of how he talks. <laughs> we, I mean, we used yeah. to make fun of him all the time, in the and park. that's what and that's what more exposure to yeah. them will do. Yeah, so. uh, people will get more used to it the more they talk, and I'm glad they're going to get the chance now to do more talking. Uh, I, I said on this podcast, and I've said I've said personally, in 2018 and 2019, uh, they were the hottest team on the goddamn planet. There was no team hotter than LAX during that time period. And then they went to AEW, and it kind of felt like all that came to a halt. Right. Um, 
the excuse will be that, well, look what Jericho did. And he laid it out in that promo. You know, working with Jericho, they got to main event pay-per-views. They got to perform in high-profile tag team matches, whether it be multi-man or not. Um, they were placed at the top of the card. Uh, they did get that one tag team title shot about a year ago against the Young Bucks, and they did not win that. Uh so the excuse is going to be, well, they needed higher level training. They were already good wrestlers and they could do good things, but now to be main event, they got the rub from Jericho, which is all fine and well and dandy. If that's what you want to go with, fine. But apparently it's over, and that's good. Let them spread their wings, baby. Let them do what they got to do. I'm I know it scares me. What scares you? It's this. I'm leaving. <clears throat> Inner circle kind of scares me a little bit. Oh. No, I'm good. Because I'm on... I'm on record saying that I, I don't really think that company fucks with them. So them being behind Jericho, I, I feel like they have <clears throat> that exposure to to keep make like building up that fan base to where like you can't you can't let them go. I think separating right now, we'll see what happens. Again, I don't I don't think it's the fans that don't right like it. They're still winning the fans over. So when when he tried to play to the crowd, they gave him some love. But it wasn't like the the building didn't explode. Hmm. So not to say that they're not liked, but again, I don't think their fan base is fully put together. And I don't think it's, it's a fault to them. It's what I'm saying before. I feel like they're being neglected the exposure that they should be getting. Is it too they're, late though? Because no, they, no, it's not too late. But now, the problem is Tony Khan is in, in in has the power right now with them. I think so. If he doesn't put them in the right position storytelling wise and allow them to go out there and do what they can do, then that's an issue, right? Because I feel like if you put them in a tuck right now, I don't know how many people miss them. Not to say that they're bad. I'm just saying their fan base isn't all the way there yet. And it's because of lack of exposure from the company. I'm telling you, the way they put these guys out there, it's like very nonchalant sometimes. They go out there, they have these great matches, and then you don't see them again for a little while. For weeks. And then they're, yeah, and then they're behind Jericho. So it's like, it's not them. It's not Jericho. I just feel like they're not. They're not in the big picture conversation when it comes to tag teams right now. But does this promo now start that process? No, it doesn't. No? I, this promo. They got to start over? Dude, I'm telling you, like, even, no, it's not even start over. They just have to continue, but they have to be given the matches. You, they have to be given the storylines. We have to put them in a position to run a storyline, to have a feud. They don't. They don't have to win the belts. Give them a chance to be in a consistent feud that is a main storyline that is on TV that is that that is being talked about and being pushed. They don't have that. That's the problem. That's the main gripe with with that tag team group is that they're not being given the opportunity to fail. They're put on TV. It seems like to fill. They have a great match and then you don't see them again. But I think I feel like this is the beginning of doing just that. And if that's what they're doing, then that's fine. But my problem is, is I don't trust them to do that. Mm. That's my point. I don't. Try, I this. don't think the company sees that tag team as a formidable tag team. That's my point. And that's why I get nervous that they might eventually start 
feeling like you'll fuck this place and leave because I, I do want them to stay there. Yeah, please don't go to NXT 2.0. <clears throat> Listen, don't fuck over there. <laughs> They'll stand out. I don't know. No, they're gonna stand out here too. You just gotta put them in the ring, man. Just give them give them a storyline. That's what that's what I mean. Give them a feud with someone, not with their teammates. No one wants to see this. Is what this is another point true, to what I'm saying. Don't make him feud with his fucking teammate. Just this this is unnecessary. Why I, is I the, the inner perfect. circle feuding with each other? Just go fight someone else. I have the perfect, I think I have the perfect solution for your problem then, if that's the case. If the rumors are true, and I don't deal with rumor a lot, but if it, in this case, if it's true, and the Briscoes are about a cunt hair away of being full-time guys here at AEW, that's, your, that pro- that's your program for me. I'd love to see the Briscoes and, S- and Santana and Ortiz do some shit. Sure you would, but would they? Full-time. Briscoes would, yeah. Sure, New York would, but would they? Would AEW? Not, not the Briscoes. AEW, correct. Wow. Well, that depends. Do they know. know of that legacy? Do they know, know. of what's Because, there? again, if it's not involving the Young Bucks, do they care? Again, that's why I'm saying <laughs> it's not a matter of them. It's not any particular person. It's the company. I, when they start putting them in a position to start doing some uh, – some real deal televised building up towards the pay-per-view programs, then then we'll talk. And I think they'll shine once you put them in that situation. Yep. But sink you or put swim. Them first. Sink or swim, as they say. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they see a huge value in them. They just don't know that they don't want to use them just yet. But even then, that's not a good look. Hmm. I don't we know. Will see Trying the, to give benefit of the doubt we'll, here. We'll, but. we'll see as the story <laughs> progresses. But another movie. Uh, movie. Ah, let's do that again. Hey, take two. The Another incident or another moment, another situation, whatever you may call it here, that took place was AEW was teasing again of a free agent signing again. And uh, throughout the course of the program, there was a lot of speculation. Who could it be? Who will be facing Isaiah Cassidy in a qualifying match for the Face of the Revolution ladder match that will be taking place at their next pay-per-view, March, called AEW Revolution? Who will be competing for a number one contendership spot for the TNT Championship? And throughout the course of the event, there was speculation. And then, of course, we got ourselves a little a little debut in Switchblade Jay White and I thought to myself I really hope that's not the goddamn free agent signing they're talking about because that wouldn't have made sense because he's not a free agent so I was like alright well hopefully it's not that and I can't you know what you were saying before about benefit of the doubt I'm thinking in my head he's not a free agent so it doesn't qualify as what they were teasing but leave it to them to be like, well, that's what we, you know, he's not technically a free agent, but I'm like, please don't let this be the surprise. He's a free agent like. <laughs> he's not even. Free agent. I think he's full contracted performer for someone else. Uh, but it wasn't. And the free agent signing ended up being n- uh, not Bearcat uh, Keith Lee. Limitless. For he is limitless. Keith Lee. In AEW. Uh, I'm happy for Keith. I know he went through a lot of bullshit with that other company. 
But yeah, then again, the other one. Yeah, but then again, who hasn't gone through a right, lot of bullshit true, with that true. other company? Uh, he seems to be on a road of positivity. Him and Mia just got <clears throat> married. So, Good for con- him. so congrats to that. Good for them. Yeah, he's got himself some Korean cuisine for the rest of his life. So I'm supporting <clears throat> that. All right. I like those two. Those two are great. Those I, mean, two. I, I keep up with them a little bit. Yeah. I uh, the 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 one time I got the chance with me uh, to work with Mia at a two KW show, she was fantastical. Uh, loved working with her. I never got a chance to work with Keith, but I hear nothing but great things about him. I'm happy. I'm happy for both of them. I'm glad he's finally on a big stage where he will allowed be allowed to be Keith Lee. Now, what I'm about to say <laughs> is that a reflection of him. It's not a reflection of him. It's not you about to talk shit. Uh, I'm not talk shit, but I've have I have I'm gonna voice a concern. Okay. Okay. I'm just voicing. A so you're gonna talk shit in in the form of voicing a concern. Yes. Okay. Uh, these debuts, man. It, it, it seems like this is the only way that he can generate any kind of interest in anything. Is these goddamn debuts? It's another debut and another debut, and we just signed someone else, and we just signed someone else. And oh wait, we just signed somebody else. We have a new signing and a new this and a new that. It's always these big debuts. And I know that, and and I've had this argument online, and people say, "Well, it's not just debuts for big names because they debut new talent every week on their dark program and their elevation program, and they're always trying to get." Younger faces, they they have they debut indie talent as often as possible to give them tryouts, not just tryouts to be on the roster privately or dark matches, but on televised situations or streaming, whichever the case may be. So they do give other people opportunity. It's not just another WWE guy, another WWE guy, yada, yada, yada. But, and I will say this confidently, I stand by this, they don't make a big deal out of those indie debuts. You'll see some things being shared online. Right, exactly. You'll see some things shared online. The wrestlers themselves will share things. You'll get some movement, some traction. They put out full-on press releases for these fucking other fucking debuts and signings. Oh, the big names. It makes sense. Exactly. Well, well, it was also a problem. Remember, I told you about the Sting situation. When they didn't announce that Sting was debuting on TNT for the first time in 20 years, and then TNT got fucking mad. They're like, what the fuck? We could have advertised the fuck out of that. Everybody likes that. <laughs> we could have. Come on, guys. Yeah. So now they it's now they put together. press releases out for everything. They started that with the Big Show. They could they they didn't surprise us with Big Show. They said, oh no, he's all elite. In one of those stupid photos they put together, which is dope. I want to thank AEW by the way. Every time they get an indie talent and they take a photo of them, they do it with that AEW backdrop, where it's mm-hmm. just like light colors and AEW over and over and over again. I want to thank right. AEW for coming out with the newest, hottest indie wrestling photo filter in the world today. Oh, because nice. there is a bunch of people who tried out for AEW or got the call or knew somebody or whatever the case may be. They got their match, but they got a picture in front of that stupid backdrop. And now, and that's it. They took, the, they had the one tryout, the one match. They were in AEW for a day, but that's their default picture. That's the reason their money is up now. You know, former AEW, former AEW, nothing. You got a sniff. Did you even get catering? I was going to say maybe a cup of coffee, but did you even get to catering? Did it get that far? 
And now like, there was coffee. There was coffee. And now you have to get it themselves. And now your but money's up was... by a hundred bucks. And, and listen, there. you're joking, but that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes to everything you're saying. Yes, yes. To I all am of making it. more money today with that backdrop because <laughs> I have access to that backdrop than I ever had in my whole life. Yes. To answer your question, Mr. Mm. Asshole on the podcast. <laughs> Who's not talented enough to get a picture in front of that fucking background? Where's your picture? Yeah, where's yeah. your AEW You're background? You're just a hating asshole. That's, That's right. Did you, did you shake Cody's hand? No. No. Did you Ew. have the Young Bucks? I bet his hands were clammy, dude. Oh, it's fuck. <laughs> That's fuck. Not even like a normal amount of sweat. Just like an an abnormal, an obscene amount of fucking calamity. Anyway, these debuts, are they running these into the ground? Is it too much? No. Are they losing their luster? It's their their shtick, dude. It's what they do. It's what they do, and I love it. Don't change it. They free the prisoners. (laughs) Listen, there's only going to be so many of these episodes of the podcast, and I'm allowing you to sit here and disrespect Tony Khan, all right? So I get, didn't disrespect him. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> no, uh, I, listen. I think they uh, now. If you want to hear me disrespect somebody, no, there's somebody no, no, on no. that roster I can shit on right now, toll free. There's someone on every roster I believe you could shit on. Ah, fair enough. But anyway, um, no, nah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, unless I miss something, I don't see what's wrong with this debut. You know, I like I liked the fact that his music hit for a match mm-hmm. and he came out and actually wrestled the match. It was nice to see him out there. He gave him a quick, a quick match with a, with a, with a, you know, someone a little smaller so they can get their, get their around. beat down going. Yeah. Throw them around okay. someone athletic. He didn't dominate it. My you know, former, he didn't come in there and stomp on somebody and leave. My former had, bell ringing buddy. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a, he had a match. It, I liked it. It was nice to see him again. No, I think it was good. I don't think there's anything I, wrong with his debut. What I'm asking is, is that is there too many in a row? Are we losing its? Are they losing no. its luster? Tell are those people, people gonna to stop, stop signing then. Because I, I tell them to stop signing. I don't have a problem yeah. with them signing. What, what are we? What are we making the big deal of? What's with the teases and the and the this and the, this is going to be every signing to him is the biggest in AEW history. Well, they did have, well, they, but but again, like you said earlier, there was a lot of stuff going on around him. Uh, th- he had his issues with the other company. There's a little bit. It's like a. It's like social media. That's what it was. It was. A, it was an, a, a social media thing. And there are people behind them, and there are people who are hyped about it. And as long as that interest is there, yeah, you got to keep doing it. It's gonna generate money. It's gonna bring people to watch. There are going to be people who watch AEW now because he's there. I believe that. I believe that. So. Yeah, as as long as it makes sense. This is, I have to put a caveat here. As long as it makes sense, okay. You've already lost. I'm 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 okay with it. But once we start getting weird about shit about people we don't give a fuck about, the moment they get me hyped on a debut and it's someone that doesn't matter, I'm done. But until then, until then, I'm cool. Well, at least I think it's good. At least they didn't go too crazy over Danhausen. That's a yeah. Good. I heard about that. I heard about that. I didn't get to. I didn't get to see that, but I heard he's there. Has he done anything yet? No. I mean, I think he's had a segment or two. I think he's aligned with the best friends because that's makes sense. Because that exactly. I was just gonna say, <laughs> whenever you get anything comedy related, you just. 
tack them onto the best friends at this point, right? Is that all that they do now? They just anything weird, or we don't know where to put them. Just add them to the best friends. I love that because their talent, their talent, the Danhausen gimmick. Yeah. Ah, very good, very evil. Love that shit. Uh, That best friend stable has just become a dumping ground at this point because their talent. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's like Cassidy, which is one thing, and then Trent, which is one thing. Chuck Taylor, which is its own thing. And then Wheeler Yuta, for some reason. And then Rocky Romero, who was, I get it, a Rapungi tag partner of Trent's, but still odd to be in this whole fucking, this whole stable is a mixed match of whatever the fuck. Okay. So, of course, Danhausen debuts and goes, yes, I'm, I'm one of the best friends, yes. <laughs> Why are you here, Danhausen? For the monies. Because when you get the money, you get the power. Oh my God, Danhausen! Fucking love that guy. He's he's I I I actually it's so funny because I actually have to give him more credit than I do Cassidy, and I give Cassidy a lot of credit. I give him more credit every day to get a a gimmick that fucking ridiculous that over this consistently is amazing, but I actually have to give Danhausen more credit than I give Orange Cassidy. That might be a hot take. That might be a hot take for some people. But I actually give him more credit because Dan doesn't necessarily do anything that ridiculous. He's just funny. Him, himself. Right, right, right. right. He's it's funny. The, the gimmick. We're talking of the yeah, gimmick. Yeah, he's witty. He's great off the top of his head. But the he way stays, he speaks, yeah. he, he, he speaks. His promos are, it's a particular talent to be quick-witted and yeah. not stutter. And stay in that character and, the entire and, and time. And to be the faster you speak, the harder promos become. Mm-hmm. And he, he he is very quick witted. No oh, man, that he, that's a good gimmick. He rolls Put some stuff behind him, and he's gonna be great. Yeah, he rolls. He can wrestle things. too. He's not a bad wrestler. Yeah, he's not the biggest guy, but he's he no. works well with his size, and he makes it realistic for him. I mean, the one goofy thing I think he does is the teeth. But even the teeth, like he makes the teeth make sense. Did you right. hear his explanation about the teeth? I remember, dude. I, I watched so many videos. Okay. I don't remember though. The, the, the T. For those of you who are, are unaware of what I'm talking about, if you didn't see him in Ring of Honor, this is your first time seeing him in AEW. He has this gimmick where you know how people go underneath the ring, they grab the bag, and it's got thumbtacks in it. Right. Okay. So he has teeth. Yes. He has teeth. I remember in that. that yes. And he was asked in an interview, "What's the deal with the teeth? Why do you? Because he'll he'll put teeth in your mouth and then super kick your mouth, and it's a whole thing." And he uses the teeth a lot. And they're, and they're like, what's the deal with the teeth? And he said, well, according to wrestling rules, you are not allowed to use a foreign object. Teeth. Teeth are a part of the human body. It is a part of what you are. It is not foreign. It is a part of the entire body. So if I uh, use teeth against an opponent, uh, it is not foreign. Therefore, it is legal. And therefore, Denhausen will win and get more money. <laughs> yeah, makes sense to me. He takes the time to put all this shit together. And for that... I actually have to give him more credit than Cassidy because Cassidy Cassidy actually doesn't say a whole lot. He just he does a lot of body language things, which is still very difficult and, and, and an amazing talent that he has. But, I mean, on a creative level, I feel as a booker I could do more with Danhausen than I can with Cassidy. Because right. once you do the hands-in-the-pocket deal and you do the dive-through and you do the nip-up and stuff, it's all cool, man. But you're on your fourth year of doing this, and I'm like, all right, cool. Dan Housen's fresh and new every single time he opens his mouth. Right. I could do more with that. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I respect Cassidy for what he's done. I'm not a fan of the gimmick, but I get it. Uh, yeah, I know you hate that gimmick. I don't know. Not as much as I hate the other guy, but, you know, whatever. 
I, I could deal with Cassidy. I like Cassidy. As a, I've worked with him in the past. Wait, I know who's the other guy? Oh, you know, my boy Basutasaurus. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I can yeah, do yeah. without that, for sure. There's, there's a movie coming out about them. Yeah. What movie is that? You the one that you sent me? The bu- oh. <laughs> Come on, ah! He Come wouldn't on. last two seconds in that movie. We'll talk about that in a second. But, right, yeah, he would do the job to the Indominus. That's for sure. Ooh. He's not going over on Indominus. He's dead. Indominus is too over. Uh, you could just actually spoiler alert. You might see some of those old heads also do the job. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. But yes, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I give him way more credit. I think Danhausen's way more. Danhausen's gonna be great. Gifted than these other people. But moving on now, we're actually gonna slip out of the wrestling world here as we begin to wrap up today's episode. I wanted to talk real quick on a positive note. I saved this for last because I thought we would get super negative with the other stuff. We actually didn't. This has been actually a pretty positive-filled vibe. Yeah, because uh, I'm here. I keep it balanced. (laughs) If you did this episode solo, you'd be on a fucking tangent right now. Yeah, I somehow would have wound up on Basutasaurus anyway, but anyway, I digress. Mm -hmm. I'll stand in front of him. I'll take the hit. (laughs) Save yourself, dude. (laughs) Don't let this motherfucker kill your vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Uh, You keep doing somersaults. Fuck this guy. Every time he talks shit about you, just wave your tag title in his face. I'm a champion, bitch. That's it, man. Hey, listen. Every time this guy tells you not to leave your feet because you're a big guy, he wants you to climb higher on the First of all, see, now you're going, no, 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 no. If you're going to do the joke, do it right. Because ain't nobody complaining that he's coming off his feet. I'm complaining that he's goofy as fuck when he's on his feet and when he's off his feet. He's a dinosaur, Keith bro. What Lee, is he supposed to Keith act like? Keith Lee is a big dude who leaves his feet just fine. This Keith ungraceful Lee isn't fuck. a dinosaur. That's and f- good for that. Thank goodness. <laughs> Some actually might t- debate the dinosaur thing because he's a pretty big dude who can move like a fucking pterodactyl. But this motherfucker here, okay? I wish if when the comet hit Earth, he was directly underneath it when it happened. I hope that his DNA wow. was Wow, damn, you bringing up his past, bro? Come on. <laughs> I hope He still has PTSD DNA. from that. He still is too soon? Too he's soon. Still, <laughs> he's still suffering from the effects oh my of God. what happened that faithful day. Oh, my God. Disrespecting his family and his heritage, bro. He won't stand for it. He probably looks at victims from Hiroshima and Nagasaki and goes, rookie shit, get those numbers out. Those, those, those are rookie up. numbers. You wasn't here when me and my brethren got hit with that hot rock. You wasn't mm. here. They dropped two bombs on you. So what? Grow up. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're moving on here. Uh, the trailer that you just mentioned, we'll get to that now. And uh, there's a new trailer out for Jurassic World Dominion, as uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum says in this trailer. We no longer have Dominion. Oh, my God. You had to sneak the name into the movie to make the name make sense because it didn't right. make sense. And now they say, yeah, because they're all over the world now and we fucked up. This franchise is a constant reminder. And I don't know how many people see it this way or not, but this movie franchise, Jurassic World, is a constant reminder that, you know how they say sometimes your greatest enemy could be yourself? You know, they say, hey, no, you're so, you got so much potential, so much talent. The only person that can stop you is you. This franchise right. is the perfect metaphor. All six of these fucking movies is the perfect metaphor for we are destined to kill ourselves as a species. We're that stupid. We're is that, that what? St- we're that stupid. Is that what it's a metaphor for? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This is, this is 
this whole franchise from movie one to now has to be the best example, I think, in cinematic history of just how stupid as a species we really fucking are. I want you to take inventory of what I'm talking about. In that first movie, the first movie, some old guy with a bunch of fucking money said, I want to bring back dinosaurs. Right, 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 right. That's the premise of this entire franchise. An old Mm -hmm. man with a bunch of money said, I can make a shit ton of money if I bring back the most vicious, wild, destructive animal that has ever existed on this planet, ever, right, and put him in a cage and have children look at it. That's the premise of this entire franchise. That alone, all by itself, is a reason for you to go, wow, people are stupid. But right. it gets dumber. Because then the next movie... After all that, right? The first movie, how many people died? Children were in danger. Even the old man at the end of that first one basically said the park was just not going to open. So then in the second movie, they find out that that island, after being contained, Mm -hmm. there was another island that they used as a test facility for these dinosaurs. And now they're running rampant on that island. By the way, contained. These dinosaurs are contained. We've already made the big fucking mistake of creating them in the fucking first place. But at least now the problem is contained. So now, what would be the stupidest thing a human being could do? Oh, that's right. Poke him with a stick. And let's pack a... Let's pick the, the, the biggest and most vicious animal of the whole group. And let's put his ass on a boat and bring his ass to San Diego, California. Right. That makes sense. Makes sense. That tracks, right? Okay. So then all hell breaks loose, obviously, because why wouldn't it? A bunch of property gets destroyed. I'm sure some lives got taken in the middle of all that. I'm sure. And they finally get the dinosaur in a boat, and they ship his ass back to this island in which they were contained. Right. Makes sense. Right. Now, this is enough, again, to go, ah, people are fucking stupid. But nope, we get dumber. Mm. Because then the third movie happens, mm-hmm. and a bunch of tourists who can't seem to stay away from the dinosaur island. By now, folks, the dinosaur island is a real fucking thing in this universe for them. And yet still, they have to poke the bear. Right. So now we're going to hand glide over an island filled with vicious animals mm-hmm. with children. Yes, of course. And then the adults get eaten because, of course, and the child gets stuck on this island. And the only way to save this child is to do what? Send more people to the fucking island. I thought you were going to say send more children. <laughs> nope. No, we didn't get to the more children part yet. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. No, we're not. that. We're, no, we'll get there. Trust me. Humanity is shitty. Okay, so now we're three movies in over 10 years, and the common thread should be either nuke this fucking pl- uh, this fucking island and get this shit over with and be done. Because they used every movie to remind you that they're property. They're owned. Their DNA is basically coded. They're owned by this company. And yet, these fucking things still exist. And if, and if you can't, if you think to yourself, well, this is the third movie of a trilogy, it's done, it's over with, these dinosaurs will just die off, right? Because remember, folks, there was an enzyme 
that was created in these dinosaurs that after a certain amount of time they would die off, somehow life found a way and they absur- they went around this enzyme and they've not only been living but prospering and mating and doing all kinds of shit that they're not supposed to be doing. So that should have been an indication our science, our medicine, everything we put together, our plan is shit because it doesn't work. So far, the cages haven't worked. People are still getting eaten. Our science hasn't worked. Their DNA is multiplying. None of this is going according to plan. So Jurassic Park closes and we leave. It's done. Mm -hmm. Then they come back with Jurassic World. Now, Jurassic World takes place many, many, many years after the last. And we come to find out that not only did they not learn their lesson... They actually felt they had perfected it because we come back and Jurassic World is the park they always wanted. So now we've got dinosaurs just running rampant in enclosures, okay? They try to make it somewhat safe, wink, wink, right? Glass cages and whatnot because that works so well. And now they've got a park filled with, I mean, the first movie had what, five people in it? This has got several hundred people. All around dinosaurs, women, children, senior citizens, all buying free refill customizable cups. And they're traveling around in little glass balls around animals, not around cages. We've gotten cockier. All right. There's no there's no extra security on any of these shits. They're doing a live water show like it's fucking sea otters or something and it's like oh no the galapagos or whatever the fuck animal that's in there right and you're thinking to yourself well maybe humanity got it right maybe we got it all together so let's go the extra mile remember the the whole point of that movie is that people started getting bored of dinosaurs so they went and they got their scientists and they made a new dinosaur the Indominus Rex, an, a, an animal so goddamn fish, vicious, in the actual film, they actually, sh- to, to put over how vicious this animal is, they actually have the Indominus Rex beat the snot, I mean beat the brakes off of a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. He bitch slaps him around and does the whole yell thing on him and then he steps on his fucking neck like a disrespectful ass. He does that. He did everything but sneeze in his face. He, if he'd have just leaned over and pissed on him, it would have fit in this scene. He beat the snot. He beat the respect off of this motherfucker, and he was down. Has humanity learned yet? Nope. Now we're now we're splicing DNA. Not only are we are creating dinosaurs, we're making, we're remixing, we're customizing our own fucking animals now. And of course, he breaks loose because why not? You know how he breaks loose? They gave this motherfucker the ability to camouflage. Are you fucking serious? Ooh, they gave him camo. Yeah, he camouflaged himself into th- into the, he and he tricked him into thinking that he had left the 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 cage or the cell or whatever. And they opened the door to look for him, and he popped out like a fucker. Like, yeah, I'm out. I got you, motherfuckers. Got you, bitch. And he left. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then they find out in the second film. We move on to the next film now because, of course, we had to get Owen, you know, Chris Pratt involved in this. So they went and they survived all that. And you would think, all right, Jurassic World is done, right? Because you just killed a bunch of people. 
some of them. There was one lady who was picked up by a pterodactyl, thrown over the water, and the water person ate the lady. That should be a clear indication. This, need, this place <laughs> needs to close. It ain't safe. Need to shut it down. Need to shut it down. It's not safe. Not safe. There's some. We gotta fix some glitches. Where, dude? Where is OSHA? Where is well, OSHA? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> FEMA. FEMA ain't got shit to say about this. <laughs> it's like yo, I'm not fucking with that place. Yeah. So they well, finally they, they, anarchy over they there. do close it down, and just like in the other sequel, because in the first movie the old man was like, "We're gonna open a park with dinosaurs." And then his grandchildren almost get eaten, and he goes, "You know what? This is a bad idea." And then in the second movie, he fights to stop the park from opening. Same deal here. The people who were helping Jurassic World operate now they're on the opposite side of it, and they're like, "No, this is not you know how this should work. This park should be closed. We shouldn't bring around people." But then they took it the other way, the other human curse, mm. which is, oh. Uh, because they someone finally got a brain in their head, and they said these animals are vicious, and they keep killing people. We should destroy them. And then these fucking idiots, these nitwits, who just watched a bunch of people get eaten and killed, went, but they're living, breathing animals. They should oh. be allowed to exist. What? We made this shit with Elmer's glue and gumption. These are not <laughs> fucking real animals, you dipshits. You know what's real? Their teeth. And when they stink into your <laughs> fucking shoulder, I want to know how hard you're sitting on your civil rights. And they this bite motherfucker your is gnawing on you. Nah, I would dude. love to see you be chewed up. And while you're being chewed, oh, yep. oh, don't hurt the animal. He doesn't know what he's doing. Ah, you eh. laugh, but that's a real thing. Uh -huh. It happens all the time. Yeah, I hope I hope you get All that I know animal. is that I am happy that they had the ability to make the decision to kill me. And that is true freedom. Oh, my God. And then we find out in this second movie, because... Creating dinosaurs is not enough. Creating super mega ultra Satanist fucking dinosaurs, not enough. The techniques that they were using in order to make these dinosaurs, they used on a person. They cloned a child. That was the big reveal at the end. That that was the whole purpose to all of this in the end. DNA splicing. They've used the dinosaurs as an experiment to perfect the science, and now they have perfected it. The little girl that's in that second movie, or technically five if you're going through order, was a clone. She ain't real. They made her. And then, again, in, tr in true Caucasian fashion, they get to a point where all the dinosaurs are in the facility, and there's a good chance they're all going to die. And they have a choice. They can let that happen, or they can save the animals by pushing a button. Right, right, right. right. And can you guess what happened? Are you they following the, the bouncing ball? Oh, they're going to save the animals. They push the fucking button. Uh -huh. In dramatic fashion, in I dramatic fashion. I didn't even see the movie, but I can assume it in, was in dramatic In the ultimate way. dramatic fashion, because what ended up happening, people got to say, well, hold on, AJ, they didn't push the button. That clone girl, she pushed the button. Right, but you know why she had the ability to push that button? Because in true white person fashion, they were faced with the easiest fucking decision on earth. Don't push the button. As a matter of fact... What they should have did was just break the whole system so the button was inoperable. It shouldn't have been an issue. Leave these fucking things in there to die so that we can all live our fucking lives. 
like normal people, or play the humanity bullshit card and let all these dinosaurs roam the earth free. Guess what happened? They're all roaming the fucking earth free. I'm going to assume because we have another movie coming out. Yes. They're going to roam the The last earth movie free. ended with Chris Pratt and the other lady, down, Bryce, whatever the fuck her name is, and the clone kid in a car driving down what I can only assume was the old California highway in the sun, followed by an entire grouping of pterodactyls. That was your scene for the fans to go, yep, they're no longer in cages or secluded. They're all among us now. And in the trailer I sent you, if you noticed, in this movie, they're traveling all around the world gathering up dinosaurs. Why? Because they released them in the fucking wild. And now we've lost dominion over our own planet because these wild and vicious animals all now live and are eating people all willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest example of humans are the stupidest fucking species that have ever fucking lived. To have the power to create life. Godlike power. To create that which is life. And continuously do it to the point where it endangers you so much. You're now on the brink of extinction. Is the stupidest fuck. If you gave a dodo bird the ability to think and to process logic. We'd be living like the Jetsons right now. Like we'd be living. Like we would be able to order Amazon off the top of our head. We wouldn't even need laptops. Oh, it's coming. We'd be so far ahead technologically. Like, COVID would have been a sniffle, a cough. It would have lasted a day. You know, I feel like if you put a brain in a a house cat, you know, everything would tip over easily. Oh, let's not do that, please. The level of smugness that just entered my brain. Every every place would be Beverly Hills. It would be the snottiest, most arrogant motherfucker. Cats with intelligence would be such a snooty and smug world I don't want to live in. They, humans are fucking dumb. And this is, I think, I think this franchise is one of the biggest examples of how stupid we really could be. And the fact that people are coming up with different Jurassic Park ideas, right? So it was like, oh, they could do this and they could do that. You literally have to put yourself in the stupidest positions and go, oh, oh, let's have her run from the dinosaur, right? She's running from a T-Rex, uh, but she's got high heel shoes on, right? So we'll do a scene where about halfway through, you know, the it's like a cartoon, She's running from a T-Rex in high heel shoes, and the T-Rex is catching up to her. And then, as a last-ditch effort, she loses the shoes. She just ditches it. Right. And now she's barefoot, and she starts to beat this motherfucker in the race. Well, she's fast. That's that's what was holding her back, the stilettos. Now now she's flat-footed, and she's got this bitch beat. That makes sense. Oh, you wasn't fucking with me when I had the support. To really run the way that I run. Now I'm going to put it on you. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This franchise is fucking amazing. This is, and uh, 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 the trailer reveals that all of the original cast members, except for the old man who is legitimately dead in real life, uh, are going to be in this movie. One last go around for everybody, and I have to call bullshit on that Why? because I'm going to be. I'm going to tell you right fucking now. If I'm one of those scientists who was in the first movie in that famous scene where they were at the dinner table talking about the logistics and the ethics of creating the dinosaurs in the first place, which is one of my favorite scenes in any movie, 
It's one of my favorite scenes. And then um, we, uh, I just got completely sidetracked by another fucking time smash. Yeah, so uh, in that dinner scene where they were talking about uh, all the ethics of the dinosaurs when Jeff Goldblum was really breaking it down about the, you know, life finds a way and da 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 And they went through all that trouble to convince this motherfucker that this is a bad idea. Even down to the last scene when they finally get away and the si- and I think it was Grant, he goes, I've decided not to endorse your park. And he goes, neither have I. And they drive off. That gives you the indication they've learned their fucking lesson. But well, everything after that tells you that it didn't. So if I'm Grant, as an example, and I told this guy, what, now we're looking at 20 years ago he said this shit to him? 30 years ago? And I told this motherfucker... This is a bad idea. Don't let these dinosaurs do shit. Get rid of them. And now they've done so much stupid shit that dinosaurs are literally all over the planet. If any of these motherfuckers, and I mean one of them, (laughs) came knocking on my tent and said, hey, we got a bit of an issue. We might need your help. Man, the thunderclap that I would give this motherfucker to the side of his head. And I would feel bad. (laughs) And I would feel bad because the messenger... Probably didn't deserve it. And if you notice in the trailer, they slicked. They sent his ex-wife in there. She'd have caught, she'd have caught the hands. <laughs> Listen, she's my ex-wife. She got kids from another nigga. That's not me. That's not me. That's not me. I haven't seen this chick. In tw- when, was, when was the third one? The third one, I think, was 2000. I want to say 2003. So that's to, to, to do the math there. That's about 18 years ago, 19 years ago. I ain't seen this chick in two decades. No, nah, she's getting slapped. As matter of fact, matter of fact, now that I think about it, she should get slapped harder, harder than a regular messenger because her ass was in that damn camp with me, and yeah. she knew what everything that happened, and she, she was the one her. getting chased by velociraptors in kitchens, and she was getting locked up in all these different uh, the cage with the lights and shit, and Samuel Jackson's hand touching her and all this garbage. She knew oh, what no. the fuck was going on. She should know better than being here talking about who oh, do you need my help, bitch? No. I helped 30 years ago. You played me to my face. So now I hope the baby Velociraptor chews on you. I hope it's a slow, small tooth death baby. that comes to you. Yeah, because the Velociraptor has long, long, sharp teeth. They can end that quickly. That baby's going to gnaw on you for a minute. He's going <laughs> to gum you for a few minutes before he fucking takes your life. I hope the baby works his way from his toes to your head. It's nice and slow, and I hope you go into a fucking shock and all, and and that thing happens where you lose all function, but you're still alive. So, like, you can't fight them off, but you feel everything's happening because you're stupid. 30 years. I've been saying, these motherfuckers wrote a book about it. They wrote an actual book about dinosaurs in the movie. You can tell I've seen these movies a thousand times. They wrote books about how bad of an idea this is. This is not a a notion that was kept only to the idea of the scientists and the people putting this together. They put a book out there for public consumption. If you t- buy a ticket and you go see these dinosaurs, you're going to get eight. And the line was around the block. So no, I feel bad for no one. I'm going to slap the messenger and I'm going to slap the next motherfucker that comes over here and tells me they need my help for anything. Fuck off. I went to that island twice once was by choice the second was against my will i was tricked and i was knocked out and dropped on this fucking island that's not my choice now Boom. i see in the film you know he's a nicer guy than i am looks like he's going to help but god damn it 
I, I, I would never. He's a nicer guy than me. I don't know. I don't know why the ending of that was fucking perfect, dude. They went on a goddamn tangent. It was like, look, he's a good dude, man. He's gonna do it. But... He's gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, but that if all you... that shit. I just that's what I would do. Yeah. That, yeah if, if you I look were at him, if you look at position. the trailer, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's gonna help him anyway. But goddamn it, he's a nicer guy than me because I'd have told these motherfuckers to kick rocks. I don't give a <laughs> shit about none of you, man. I hope. Every I hope a pterodactyl puts a wing in your ass and expands. I don't care. <laughs> if a dinosaur care. comes to my door, I'm snitching on where all I, y'all are. Oh, yep. I'm giving them GPS locations. I'm going, I'm Googling. I'm giving them, I don't know if they can work, operate, like, electronics. So I'm going to give them MapQuest printouts. I'm going to let all these motherfuckers know where you at. I'm going to let them know where your grandbabies is You're giving them the prehistoric form of directions? That's right. I'm going to take them. I'm going to sit them down and show them Lycos and be like, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. A few of them, I'm going to ask G's if it's necessary. I don't care. Mm. I want to make sure all your motherfuckers is found. That's hilarious. Uh, engine is right here. Please feel free to kill all them motherfuckers. Because we need this shit to stop. We need people to stop thinking they can control everything. Stop thinking you can control shit. I'm having the same conversation. Not to take it back to this, but I'm having the same conversation with people in this COVID shit. Oh, when is this shit going to end? Never. It's never going to end. These diseases don't go away. Ever. We've had flu shots for how many years? It's not going anywhere. How are we still? We're still suffering from athlete's foot. It's not going to stop. There are some things, like mono and polio, that we could put a damper on, but they're not gone. They're never going away. AIDS, cancer, these things exist yeah. in the world. Yes. You just li- what you learn really, to live. What they're really asking, when people say, when is COVID going to end? They're not actually asking about COVID. No, 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 for sure. They're talking about the masks and the restrictions. When the is restrictions. Just, yeah, when is this going to come? The mask falls under that. Yeah. The restrictions. Yeah. When is this going to end? That's what they're asking. And that part is soon. Because uh, what was the last thing I heard? So Oregon, first of all, I think most of the states, including mine, I don't know how it's doing in Jersey, uh, they're starting to remove the mask mandate for vaccinated pa- uh, patrons. In, in Yo, Oregon. your shit is crazy. I, we went up there not too long ago. We went out to eat, and I was blindsided by the fact that they asked for my vaccination card. Yes. I not that I had a problem with it. It was just I was like, oh, I was ill prepared for that. Yeah. I did not expect them to ask me that question. Yep, they want to see it. Yeah, that was. Oh, it's not even an issue. You don't. I was like, wow, don't... you guys out here really living restricted lives, huh? Because in Jersey, I don't even have to wear this shit. Yeah, because over here, if they don't ask, they cannot ask, right? But then if some like if an inspector comes in or whatever and starts talking to people and. They don't have their vaccination or their card on them or whatever the case may be. I show a photo. I have the photos in my phone. So okay. I just I just swipe through and they see the card or whatever on the phone. But, yeah, they have to ask. Otherwise, they get fined and then potentially shut down. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Same thing here with, uh, I was just going to say, the school mandate here. You can't drop your kid off at school without a mask on. You got ha- you, you to have a mask to do anything in here. And they got to do the temperature check. Uh, the schools here have machines. They're like built into the wall. Where you got to put your head toward the thing and it gives you a number. And if your number's too high, you don't come in. Yeah, the, the only place that's like that around here are anything medical, right? Like dentist, any type of doctor, hospital, anything like that. Then it's a requirement. You have to have your mask. They don't ask for your vaccination card, but they do ask that you, you wear a mask the entire time. So... 
But besides that, yeah, that that's that was crazy. You guys are living a crazy life over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty nuts over here. But the mass mandates are being uh taken down now. Um I think they're still gonna be asking for vaccination in the near future, but uh I think what they're gonna try to pivot to is if they're not vaccinated, then you have to have a test within twenty four hours that uh states that you are negative. If that's what you want to do. So there's, right. there's so there's that. But yeah, no, that's what they're really asking. They're really asking, you know, when can I stop doing all this stupid shit that I've been doing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that answer, to be honest with you, and I've told people this, and I don't think they're listening. You you don't have to wear it. You don't have to wear it. You don't have to get vaccinated. You don't have to do any of that shit. I don't understand your issue. Well, they're saying that I have to. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're stating that if you want to do certain things, then you need to be. But if you don't need to do those things, you're good. Just go home or outside or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Everybody's outside. I've been outside. Now, see, I'm, I'm a different breed. I wear my mask everywhere, but that's because I'm just I, me personally. I'm a fan of the mask. I love the mask. I've gotten sick a lot less since I started rocking this mask. And that's another thing. You get a lot of these people that, you know, just they're fighting for the restrictions. Let's be honest. Right. Because yeah. if they wanted to wear a mask, they would wear it. Wouldn't have a oh, problem. Yeah. They just don't want to be told what to do. And that's fine. But there are an extremely large amount of people who fuck with all these restrictions because you motherfuckers are nasty. Yeah. <laughs> no one oh. wants to be around you. They Absolutely. love the six foot rule. Please. Yeah. At all times, stay six feet the fuck away from me. Oh, yeah, Please. no. I'm, I'm co-signing that. There is a large group, a very large group, that feel that way about yeah. the situation. Co- and they, I co-sign they no that problems head. with it. Get the fuck away from me. I never wanted it in the first place. The best time that my wife ever had at an amusement park is when they had the six feet. Mm-hmm. Because when we went to Universal Studios, when we went to all those different places, they had this, the six feet spots. So if you weren't on your spot, they would move you to a spot. Now, it made the lines appear longer, but it's the same amount of people. So they moved equally as fast. But the whole stay on your spot thing was perfect because then Steph wouldn't have to yell at people. When they were too close, she would just eye them until they moved. And it was perfect. She's really mastered the look down. It's hilarious. But, yeah, yeah, that separation. Yeah, just maintain it. Until it's which is so funny because you guys are from New York, so you would think you would be used to that. Well, close proximity. Yeah, there's no such thing funny, as privacy. In funny New York. story though. Um, you're right on that about the proximity, but you, as a New Yorker, the longer you're here, the more you have the ability to find space. So that when you, um, like for instance, obviously your own apartment is your own thing, but. Like, if you want to hang around your building, that's not going to get you a lot of separation. But, like, like for instance, in my old neighborhood, it was almost impossible to find any space, right? Because it's a really dense area. Nobody really leaves. They're all just kind of hanging on the block. My new neighborhood here, I always feel like it's so empty. It's so weird. My new neighborhood here, where I'm at now and over here near Bay Ridge, it's like a different world over here. I do feel like there's some form of separation here. I don't feel like people are on top of me like before. Even if I take him to the park, it doesn't feel like as packed or crazy as it used to be before. And we don't hear gunshots and the the, the air doesn't smell like used marijuana 
uh, not even good marijuana, but the roach clips from like a week ago that still mm. smell like the house, and it's just oh my god. That blunt smells like you unraveled month-old blunts into one blunt. This is not a good blunt. Are you even high, or are you? Are just, you? Or are you, you just, even? Yeah. Is it cologne at this point? Yeah. Are you just dizzy from paper inhaling? I don't understand what. What are you doing? Go get a baggie, for Christ's sake. Go get a dub. Knock on the door, especially in that neighborhood. If you knocked on ten doors, two of them sold weed. Come on, just get yourself a twenty-dollar bill. And go get you a fresh bag. Get it while it's green, because you're smoking dark brown shit, and I don't trust it. I don't trust it. No. There you go. I don't trust it at all whatsoever. Now, I have some uh, high expectations uh, for... uh, What the fuck? Oh, for this Jackass trailer. Not Jackass trailer, I'm sorry. Jackass movie. I was going to ask you about that. You interested in seeing this Jackass movie? This new one? No. No. no, I didn't even know there was one, but to answer your question, no. Good. That means the next time you come over the house, I'm going to put it on. Because there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> because we're going to be inebriated and then watch it. Because I was, I forgot how stupid these fucks really were. I actually, like, completely out of my mind. Like, I, I haven't thought about them in years. And then, I guess because I saw the trailer recently. So, like, you know, YouTube gives you a lot of related blah, 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 blah. So, they started mm-hmm. giving me clips from, like, the, the other movies, and I started... Yesterday, I almost woke my son up. I was belly laughing so fucking loud. It's like, I forgot how stupid these motherfuckers were. This is ridiculous. But I am a man, so I said, I laugh at people hurting themselves, so let's watch them. I ended up downloading the fucking movie. I was like, I gotta watch this. It's it's fun. I can't wait. There's one last thing. One last thing, and then we're gonna get out of here. I watched the show, and this is gonna be another fucking hate rant. I'm sorry, but this is bullshit. I saw this show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on Hulu. I think it's on the FX channel, but it's on Hulu right now. It's called Why the Last Man. Apparently, it's based off of a comic book. And the story for this show, because it's got episodes to it, is that something something happens out of the blue, right? Show opens up. I think the comic book does the same thing. Uh, Show opens up. Everyone's living their lives. It's normal. You get to meet these characters, go through their everyday life. Or whatever. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, all of the men start bleeding out the nose, shaking, all kinds of stuff. Like It's like a brain hemorrhage out of nowhere. Right. And they die. Right there on the spot. Bleed okay. out. They just Fair die. enough. And it's happening all at the same time all around the world. All of a sudden, all men are dead. And this is all happening like like broad daylight, right? Like like middle of the day, like shit's happening. President's talking one minute and then he just fucking collapses and dies. All right? right? Let's there's just men across the board. So there's chaos, there's shock, and I love the beginning of the show because it answers the question uh, uh like if like if Thanos snapped and we literally lost half of humanity, right? Cuz me and my wife looked it up and it turns out numerically the way the percentages work out around the world it's about 51-49% male to female I forgot which one was more than the other female. but it's pretty even there's more female than there is male okay so but, but it's relatively right there like almost even at the to the minute like down to the number mm-hmm. so if men all of a sudden just at 1.15pm tomorrow just died that means this planet basically just lost half of its population so like in that moment First, you see the president drop, and then the security guards around him, they drop, and then it goes back to all the other characters. 
and their reveal of how they found out that men have died, including the sad moment of a wife who um, just in the scene, a few scenes before, she had gotten home late and the dad was there. And they have two kids, a boy and a girl. And the boy is the younger one. So the boy, I guess, had a nightmare or he had a rough night or whatever. So dad was like, I'm going to go lay in the bed with, uh, with the kid. She was like, all right. And they all went to their beds or whatever. And then mom woke up and realized dad never came back to the bed, which is so funny. It hit it hit me and Steph hard because that's happened to us where we lay with him for a little bit. And then we just fall asleep ourselves and we wake up the next morning and we're not back in our own beds. Right. So I didn't even think anything of it. So she woke up, started cooking breakfast. Daughter came downstairs. They're calling for the kid to come down with dad and they don't know what's going on. So she goes upstairs to find her son and her husband in the bed, bled out and dead. Mm. So that's like her reveal. And then like everybody. This show's like, already out. It's the whole season's on Hulu. It's like, oh, okay. and the minute that the men die, you start to see chaos because men drive buses. So when the guy who was driving the bus died, all the buses crashed. All the cars crashed, planes started falling to the ground, because guess who is the highest percentage of pilots? Men. My first immediate question is, who is the producer of this show? Pretty much all women except for one is a male writer. Okay, see, because well, that this is... I'm going to watch it just for the sheer idea of how this story goes. Because I don't like the premise already. But wait a minute. But this is okay. why I enjoyed the show so much. Because, you saw it already? Yeah, we watched the whole thing. Oh, so okay. How long is, is it? Well, don't spoil anything because I want to watch it. It's, it sounds interesting. It's eight, eight episodes? Okay. Ten, I want to watch it. Eight or ten. One or the other. But I love I love this show because um, it showed how the infrastructure works or doesn't work depending on your perception because we always hear that women are always kind of second fiddle to guys in the workforce right we've made progress there are high ranking military women there are high ranking women senators and members of government and things like that and they've made progress but at the end of the day there's always a guy above a girl so, in any situation, when the president falls, there's a chain that follows. So, president dies, that means the vice president's next. Mm-hmm. The vice president dies, then it's whatever person. And there's, like, a line of people that are supposed to be in order. And when this happened, it went straight down to, like, the secretary or something it, like that? Something like that. Not, <laughs> not, not, like, the assistant, but, like, there were other high-ranking officials that were there that are female. But it became exactly what you would think. Like, male or female, you would think that if the position of power opened up, that there would be a vacuum. Everyone would be gunning for the spot. Right. So, of course, (laughs) women would instantly turn on each other (laughs) because they're like, okay, well, who was supposed to take that seat of power? There were some women who were above the the woman who eventually got it. There were women above her. But those women were on, like, for instance, two of the women died. They were on Air Force One when the men died in that plane crash, so they died too. That was my next question. There were women casualties because of... Yes. That situation. Of, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Death, right. Let's not get... Yeah, go, go, go. Okay, go so the reason why I enjoy this show is because it goes down the line of every issue you... They, they I could tell they took the time to think of every issue you could possibly think of and how this would be done if it really fucking happened. Like, even down to political issues, right? If you were the wife of a Trump supporter 
and you were the wife of a you know Democrat, you have two different political ideological views. And while in the moment all of the men died, including the boys and the children and people have lost family members, in that one moment, yeah, everyone's emotional and they were banding together. But as life begins to proceed, mm-hmm. and moving forward, and everyone always reverts back to their reverts back to their beliefs and their systems and how they feel things should go and how they shouldn't go, and then we have a clash, and we see that a lot in this show. And I feel like because a minute I say I tell people about this premise and they go, "Well, who wrote this? It was women." But you know what? You can't tell when you watch it. When you watch it, it does yeah. feel very down the middle, because there were people like. For instance, people like to debunk science, right? They like to say, well, God made this and God made that. And they will see something on this show where there's a scene where a woman died at the same time that the men did. And then they were like, well, what the fuck? That kind of breaks the premise, right? Because it's supposed to be Y chromosome this, and that's what makes you a man, Y chromosome. But what science has told us over the years is that sometimes that blends Sometimes there are human bodies biologically that you are born a man, you have male genitalia, you've got all this stuff, but you don't necessarily have a Y chromosome. Your body has just extroverted its testosterone levels too high. Same thing for women. You could be born with breasts and a female genitalia, and you're a woman for as, as much as you know, but you could be hermaphroditic, and you can have a Y chromosome, and inside you can have testicles and there's a different ways that biologically this works. So there's a character on the show who's a lesbian, and she's been dating this other woman, but the woman died, and she couldn't figure out why. And she's a scientist, so she went on this research thing, and she's figured out that because she had the Y chromosome, same as a man would, she died same as the men. So now we're talking about women also dying, men who are men who were who were going through the process of being a transgender, who started off biologically as women, who were transforming themselves into men, but then all the men died. So here they are, looking, acting, behaving like men, but they're not. Right. And for some of them, you have to take treatments, right? You have to take testosterone things, and you have to get these shots. There's medical procedures to this to keep your testosterone levels high enough to be masculine enough to be a man. When this whole thing hits, those things become in short supply. So now you have even transgender men who used to be women fighting over the idea or the ideology of, I'm a man. And then there's women going, no, because you're alive. That means you're a woman. And then, no. Oh, wow. So they go deep into this They went all the way. That's why I like it so much. Because they kept it it fair. It wasn't, oh, men were shitty and now we're on top and it's going to work out great. No, they kept it fair down the middle. There were women who were upset that the men were gone because those were their loved ones, husbands, sons. They didn't have a problem with men. Then there's the other side who felt like they were being almost enslaved and abused and they were cheated on and all this other stuff. So there's two views on the death of men being opposite to each other and to the point where they actually feud and fight and kill one another over those views. It's weird. And in the middle of all this, one man did survive. That's why it's called The Last Man. And it happens to be... Now, here's another question I have. Is that man single or married? Funny story. So he wasn't married. He was... Tell me... Oh, damn. I wish he was. I would have made this so much more interesting. He wasn't (laughs) wasn't married, but he was dating a woman for a long time. 
Okay. And he had proposed to her the night before oh, this all went no, down. No, no, there we go. So he and is in the midst of being married. No, she oh, didn't accept man. the engagement. Oh, they got into worse. a fight, and she left the apartment, and he got pissed off, and he did whatever, and eventually he just fell asleep. And the next morning when he woke up, he woke up in a world with no fucking men. All right, we got we got to stop here because I really do want to watch this. Seriously, <laughs> this a, sounds it's, so good. It's a it's a different concept, and I I I, I want to push the idea that I love I love that they kept an open mind about all of the different possibilities because you're going to see frail women become strong, strong women become frail. It's like it's such a battle, and the and they come up with all of these real world situations because this lady brought up, and it's a good point. This is not a man thing. It's not a woman thing. It's a population thing because systems are going to start failing. Dams are going to collapse. We have a system in place. Bridges are going to start. To, everything's going to go out of whack because we just don't have the manpower, man or women, to keep all of these things going. The planet just lost half of its population in one night. One snap of the finger like Thanos, and they were just gone. So now we've got systems falling apart, military trying to keep track of different things. There's a revolution taking place. It's all over the map. And then you've got the storyline with the guy and his bodyguard. Uh, this black lady, I forgot her name. She's tremendous in this show. And they're working out their personal shit. It, there's a lot of shit happening here. A lot. Every episode is like, God damn. God damn. And the first two episodes, I will preface people by saying this. The first two episodes are emotional. Because they have to tell the story of the deaths. So you're going to start to see if you have a weak stomach when it comes to dead kids and animals or whatever the case may be. There's a there's a fucking uh, like it's not just human men. There's a scene where like a dog got sick and bled out. Because it was a male dog. Mm. You know, say like, take, so they're telling you that it's not just a human thing. It's not thing. just it's a human a, thing. It's across the board. So like, it's a it's, chromosome thing. Yeah, it's a cro- It's a DNA. It's a science thing. So like, it, it's you know, but they touch on all that stuff: science, faith, everything, everything that you would think would be a factor in what would happen if this happened to the world for real. They go through all that. Oh, that's cool. I think I'm gonna yeah. watch it. So I I just wanted to put that out there. I thought it was really really good. I like the fact that the one dude who is who is alive is a complete bitch, but that's neither here nor there. You know, they picked the most effeminate man they could find. He is such a pussy, it's ridiculous. But in the end, I guess it's for all for character strength, right? Because in the end, then he starts to, you know, it starts to come around. He starts to be more of a team player. Yeah, because at first he puts a lot of sh- He puts people in danger left and right. He's like currency. Whenever he gets spotted by someone, they're like, oh, my God, it's a man. How'd you do it? How'd you survive? What the fuck? And then it became... For some people, when they see him, it's like a sign of hope. I would imagine my brain goes straight to the animalistic nature inside, where especially if you're, uh, especially because it's all women, the moment they see him, they like get the urge to reproduce or something. Like no, that. Jesus Christ, get out of your male brain. I never, I never re- oh my God, it's a man. Fuck him, Finally, dude. I can I'm not fuck worried about them riding him. They no, can- they saved him just for that for the procreation purposes, so they tried to hide him so that they could figure out, A, how he didn't die, and B, how they could use him to procreate further. 
Right. Those are That's things. What I'm talking about the science. Are, the, the, no, we're not, he's not just gonna get a whole bunch of ass out of nowhere. He's no. not gonna have death by snoo snoo. No. No, you want so, no no. You want you want you want me to get in my mail braid, dude? I could be like, yo, nah, fucking take me, bro. I don't want this responsibility. <laughs> That's too much. Pussy. I wanted I can't some ass before. Keep all the yeah. ass away from I can't, me. I'm not I can't built fuck for this. the whole planet. This is nah, not gonna work. My nuts are so, shriveling just thinking about they it. They do have. They do have reasons for keeping him safe and keeping it quiet. Absolutely. Because they have to keep it quiet for two reasons. A, there's a group of people that if they saw him, he would be a sign of hope. And it would just reignite all that faith and religious bullshit. So they didn't want to start that. And B, there's the other side of the coin of people, of women who lost their children, who lost their husbands, who lost their fathers, who look at him and say, well, why did you get to live and my family couldn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get uh, upset, resentment. and they want they want him to join the other men. Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kill his Who's ass. He should be beta dead. male. Yeah, I guess that's another part of it too. He's such a bitch. It's like <laughs> my man was a manly man. This puñeta over here is alive. That's funny. This pinchiwebo is the one who was supposed to pre-create. It's a whole thing. So I was like, all right, cool. No, that sounds cool. I'm I'm a, I'm a watch. It's a crazy week. premise. I liked it. I can't wait to see if they do another season. Diane Lane, I love you. You are the best. I love that woman. And uh, I got to go hang out with the other woman that I claim to love, which is in the other room. So I got to get going. That you claim to love. Well, that's what I've been. Pre- Allegedly. Yeah, that's what I've been, you know. Uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day for all of you out there. Happy Valentine's Day. We celebrated our Valentine's Day on Friday. As you know, the girls were here taking care of the kid while we went out about the town. Uh, so we got our Valentine. We got our shit in. Yeah, you know? well, me and my wife went to do a little fun stuff yesterday and enjoyed yeah, a spring day, and now it's snowing. So, yeah, didn't you guys go to Ocean City or something? Yeah, we went to Maryland, went fishing, enjoyed a beautiful sun. It was so, I, we got so much sun yesterday that I think I was literally fatigued from it. Like, you sense. ever just feel so exhausted? Yeah, because it drains tired? the water from you. Dude, it drained the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I thought I had a fever, like, my body was hot. But I was just I was just tired. I wake up today. She calls me because she went shopping. She calls me saying, "Hey, I got to get this stuff upstairs. She's not allowed to pick a lot of stuff up." So I'm like, "All right." I get up. I go downstairs. It's fucking snowing. Uh-huh. I was like, "What is happening?" I think we got weather here too. It's like we are going to all perish. Yes, but- we're all going to perish. Global warming <laughs> will kill us all. Yeah, either that or real. the dinosaurs. One or the other. One or the other. Oh, real quick dinosaurs. before I leave, the update on uh, – so I made a post the other day about my knee. So I, yeah, I saw that. You got a yeah, little boo-boo? So, yeah, a little, little, little clip, a little going on. So let me explain because people got confused about the October thing. Because uh, people, people confused that – I, was I hurt in October? So what happened was is I was student teaching from September to November. And some this was t- baseball, right? No, no. This particular thing was not baseball. So, oh, okay, so, yeah. so September to November, I was student teaching, and sometime in October, we were doing something with the kids. It was some drill where we were doing something, 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 and I fell and I hurt my knee. I landed on my knee. It hurt for a little bit. Did some stretching, or whatever. Got through it. Got through the day. Later that night, it got really, really bad. But other than that, you know, it's whatever. A few days later, it, it it wasn't as bad. And I can't stop student teaching, so I can't call out. Not an option. So I got to keep going. So I just kept going. And it kind of went away. Then it comes back. And then it goes away. And then it comes back. It's been on and off for a minute. Well, starting last week, it's been on like a motherfucker. I can't move it. It's sensitive to the touch. It locks up. I, can, I can't bend it sometimes. 
So it's becoming a real fucking problem. It's causing me not to sleep. It's a fucking issue now. So as an update, what I was telling people that I, I, I'm going to have to do something about it at some point. I know tomorrow is Valentine's Day. But like I said, I already got my shit in. So we have an appointment for my knee tomorrow. And I am hoping and praying that it's something that could either be PT'd or at the very least, they're probably just going to tell me, you know, in high stress situations, rock the brace. Because I bought a brace the other day and it's actually been very helpful. Yeah, it keeps it stable. Uh, keeps it stable. I think I put that post up, walked in like Steve Austin. I was about to You're getting you're getting probably far less inflammation at night because it's stable. Yeah. So um so we'll see on Monday what it is. I'm praying I don't need a repair of any kind, because once that starts, that's it. I'm knocking on forty's door. And the last thing I need to do with someone who's in the wrestling industry is to go into the wrestling industry at forty with a repaired knee because Let's just say it's not it's not optional for me to get to. I don't I don't want to get the surgery. If right. I have to, I have to. It's whatever quality of life da 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 da. But if I could avoid it, I'm not because I'm not trying to get cut into this at this stage of the game. So we'll see. No, I think I think you'd be all right. I, you just I'm need to re, you just, just need to rehab it. Yes, I'm hoping it's it's, it's functional, right? Uh, yeah. Like, are you getting I mean, all your range of motion? No. But it's sore. It's throbbing. Yeah, it's sore. Yeah, it's and I don't have my full range of motion. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it only it starts to really hurt when I try to extend it to my fullest range of motion. That's why I'm yeah. thinking it's either a tendon thing. It's not a bone thing, that's for sure. It's either a tendon thing or a muscle thing. And either one I hope is just it's not that bad. So we'll see. We may have to make some real we'll serious decisions. Uh, coming, and not even on Monday, because I'm just gonna get looked at Monday. He's gonna give me a referral. I'm probably gonna get an X-ray or an MRI done, and then they'll probably make a decision after that. So that's just the update on the name. Right now, it's just an appointment to see what's up, get some scans done. She wants me to get my annual blood work in. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I got forced to do that the other day. Yeah, I'm not trying to get poked. Fuck it. Oh, I got boosted. Oh, how'd that go? Oh man, I lost my left arm for like a day. Nice. Yeah, I know. Dope style. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know we dropped <laughs> off toward the end there, but that's all right. That's the kind of shit that y'all pay good money to listen to. Uh, Wait, some what? of the best. Yeah, I know. I've been holding out on you. I'm getting paid. Well, okay, fair you're enough. Under the table shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, they've been sharing. A lot of my fans share their EBT benefits with me. I don't know if you're nice. Gonna, I don't know if you'll be getting oh, into them. Oh, yeah. I'm getting some Cheetos in a second. Hey, man, uh, you pay you on. pay into that, so yeah. some of that money's your money, too. <laughs> if I'm going to entertain you, I want food stamps. So That's it. Good All night. right, guys, we will catch you. This is episode 220. We will catch you guys next week. We're inching ever so closer to actually, what's this, the 14th? Uh, when's February 16th? When the fuck is that? I think it's in two days. Uh, what's that, Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday is the 16th. Something like that. Why? What's I think, the 16th? I think that's the Elimination Chamber. Oh, which is oh, weird. Wednesday? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that is Wednesday. Is it? You sure you got that date right? I'm going to double check right now. Yeah, a Wednesday sounds fucking weird. Elimination Chamber. Oh, the Google. 18th? 18th sounds a little bit. Saturday the 19th. I got my number go. upside down. Okay. You did. Saturday, okay, so since it's Saturday the 19th, we're probably going to talk about it that Sunday, so we'll probably be able to talk about what happened after the fact. There you go. So we'll get into that a little bit. So a little Elimination Chamber next week. We'll probably mix it up with some other stuff like we did today. Kind of all over the map today, but that was fun. So thank you guys for listening. I like over all over the map. 
I like, I like all that of it. Better. I'm starting to like it more too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 220. We had a good time. I'm gonna go get some ice cream now. That's what I'm gonna do. Get me a little snacky snack. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you love the soap, boys, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight. <laughs>